Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with bringing things to God in prayer as we pick up in Psalm chapter 62, verse 6. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. But as his faith is increased in the Lord, they're not going to move me at all. I shall not be moved. Oh, how glorious it is when we finally bring things to God in prayer. And how God can immediately just bring a change of our own attitude concerning the situation. There have been many times when as the pastor of Calvary Chapel, I have been absolutely terrified at what God was doing. I stood in fear and in amazement of the work of the Lord. It was necessary for us to step out in faith a few times that just absolutely frightened me. When we had to move from the chapel a block away and when we purchased this 10 acres here and when I was contemplating the cost of putting up all of these buildings, I was absolutely terrified. The cost of the improvement of the property, putting up the buildings all. I had never pastored a large church in all my life. I didn't know anything about pastoring a large church. I had no experience for my job. I've been pastoring small churches all of my life. And suddenly we were in a rapidly growing situation where we had to get this property, where we had to build new buildings. We were in triple services. We had enlarged the thing. We were putting up seats in the patio. And there was no room to stand even in the patio, and we had to do something. So we purchased this 10 acres. I was trying to assure the board that we could always sell off five acres and get our money back because it was such a good buy and surely we'll never need more than five acres. Of course, that's how great my faith was for what God wanted to do. That's why you can't really look and say, well, our pastor had great faith, you know. No way, I was backpedaling as fast as I could go. And when I would drive up Sunflower Avenue from the other church, getting ready to go home, and I'd be sitting there in that left-turn lane waiting for the arrow, I would look over at this 10 acres of ground, and my heart was overwhelmed. I'll tell you, I'd say, well, I'd say, Lord, what are we going to do? And, and, you know, thoughts would go through my mind like this. Here you are in a facility that's paid for. Here you are with $60,000 in the bank. Here you are just comfortable over here. Well, it wasn't comfortable because it was so crowded. But here you are, and, and things are really cooking, you know. And now you're going to plunge into an expense, $300,000 for just the lot, just to put in the parking and the street improvements. And that doesn't even start the buildings. And what if if it doesn't come through? What 
What if the attendance drops off? What if things go bad? Then look at the big debt and all. And I'd say, Lord, what if it doesn't go through? What if things drop off? What if... And the Lord would say to me while I was sitting waiting for the arrow, whose church is it? And I'd say, it's your church, Lord. And he said, then why are you worrying? If my church goes broke, if my church goes bankrupt, no problem to you. It's not your church. Why are you worrying? And you know, before the arrow would turn green, I'd have the victory. <laughs> Up over the freeway, singing, boy. I mean, no worry. It's his church. If the thing goes down the tube, nothing off of me, you know. <laughs> if you'll bring your needs to the Lord, even as you are bringing them, the Spirit of God will minister to you. And he will plant that faith in your heart. And you can go in prayer from the place of, I shall not be greatly moved, to I shall not be moved. Because God is sustaining me and taking care of me and keeping me. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength. And so this figure of the rock continuing through the next psalm here. My refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So good exhortation. Trust in him because he is our salvation, because he is our rock, because he is our strength and our refuge. Trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart before him. Surely men of low degree are emptiness, and men of high degree are a lie. If you laid them in the balance, they are altogether lighter than nothing. <laughs> so the esteem of man. Men of low degree are emptiness, men of high degree are a lie. Put them all in the balances, both low and high, and they're less than nothing. Trust not in oppression and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. I think that that is an excellent exhortation. Number one, I don't think that we should actually be seeking riches as such. Promotion comes neither from the east or the west. Promotion comes from the Lord. And they that will be rich or will to be rich fall into diverse or diverse types of lust and temptations which damn men's souls in perdition. How hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man or a man who trusts in riches to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Labor not to be rich, the scripture said. 
We are actually to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added. But should God seek, among other things, to add riches to you? If riches increase, and they may, God may bless you financially, but if he does, don't set your heart upon the riches. God hath spoken once, twice I've heard this, that power belongs to God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to every man according to his work. Psalm 63 is the psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Now, from Jerusalem west lies the coastal plains, fertile valleys, beautiful lush orange groves and apricot and pear and peach orchards and all. From Jerusalem east lies the Judean wilderness, just outside of Jerusalem. Just beyond Bethany, you begin to drop down into that great African rift to the area of the Dead Sea, 1,200 feet below sea level at its surface. And that area from Jerusalem east gets very little rain, maybe about an inch a year. And so it is quite a wilderness area, and it is known as the Judean wilderness. David spent quite a bit of time in the Judean wilderness fleeing from Saul. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee. And I'll tell you, you can get thirsty down in that Judean wilderness. Actually, uh, Bishop Pike died of thirst there in the Judean wilderness in his quest for the historic Christ. Too bad he wasn't looking for the living Christ. He probably would still be around. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and a thirsty land where no water is. I desire to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. So David is, is using the barrenness of the wilderness to speak actually of the barrenness of his own soul. And there are times, it seems, when our souls become very barren and very parched, where we long again to feel the presence of God, to see and to feel that power of God working in us once more. I desire to see thy power and thy glory as I've seen in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live, and I will lift up my hands in thy name. And so David lifted up his hands in the name of the Lord to worship God and to praise him. Now, we, it seems, become very stilted in our uh, worship, and we oftentimes become so formal. 
Some of you have maybe never just lifted up your hands in the name of the Lord to worship the Lord or to praise him. And there are exhortations in Scripture, lifting up holy hands and all. And uh, one thing about the Jewish people that is really beautiful is they are very uninhibited in their worship and in their praise. Even there at the Western Wall today, it's, it's always fascinating to go and to watch them as they are in their prayers and in their worship. And they are uninhibited in their worship and in their praises. They, I don't know, have sort of a traditional kind of bowing of the head and all. And we've noticed it even with the little boys that... They'll have their prayer book, and as they're reading their prayers, even the little kids will start rocking, you know, uh, with the prayer book as they're reading their prayers to the Lord. And some of the rabbis down there at the wall, they really get into it. I mean, they really almost dance, you know, just getting going back and forth, you know, as, as they're reading their prayers, and they get loud and... And it is, it's a very interesting uh, thing to, to watch these people in their uninhibited worship. But we want to be proper. And yet David said, I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. If you have problem with insomnia, use it as an advantage to just meditate on the Lord in the night watches. Because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go down into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Psalm 64, another psalm of David. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. You know, fear is a horrible thing. And fear can actually get hold of a person's life and be a very disabilitating force within a person's life. Preserve me from fear. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who sharpen their tongue like a sword, and they bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even their bitter words. And so uh, here David now pictures his enemies that are going around talking about him who sharpen their tongues to cut him to pieces with their mouths, and they take their bows and they shoot the bitter words at him, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him, and they fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying their traps privately. They say, who is going to see them? 
and they search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search, both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. And so they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. So a prayer of David for preservation from his enemies, for protection, those that were seeking to destroy him with their words. Oh God, turn their devices against them. Be my defense. All those that trust in the Lord and all the upright in heart shall glory. Psalm 65 is another psalm of David, and this psalm looks forward to the glorious kingdom age when Jesus is reigning upon the earth. And so this is a prophetic psalm going on into the next age that is fast approaching. Praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion. And unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Unto thee all flesh shall come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. By terrible things, and the word terrible here is an old English word that has lost or changed its meaning through time so that now terrible to us has a whole different implications than it had when it was first translated. The word would better be translated now in our English word as awesome. So because we think of terrible being something that is horrible and all, it doesn't give us the true idea of the Hebrew word so wherever you read terrible, his terrible acts, if you would translate that his awesome, it'll give you a much better indication of the Hebrew. By awesome things in righteousness will you answer us, O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all of the ends of the earth and of them that are afar off upon the sea which by his strength setteth fast the mountains, being girded with power, which stilleth the noise of the seas and the noise of their waves and the tumult of the people. They also that dwell in the uttermost parts are afraid at thy tokens. Thou makest the outgoings of the morning and the evening to rejoice. Thou visitest the earth and waterest it. Thou greatly enrichest it with the river of God, which is full of water, Thou preparest them corn when thou hast so provided for it. 
For thou waterest the ridges thereof abundantly, thou settlest the furrows thereof, thou makest it soft with showers, thou blessest the springing thereof. You crown the year with thy goodness, and thy paths drop fatness. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks, and the valleys also are covered over with corn. They shall shout for joy, they also sing. So the glorious kingdom age, when the earth again is bringing forth abundantly to the glory of God, when Christ is reigning there in Zion and praise is being offered unto him in the courts of his holy temple there in Jerusalem. How God by his awesome work has brought righteousness upon the earth and now is filling the earth with fruit. The kingdom has come. Psalm 66, Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. <laughs> Sing forth the honor of the name of the Lord. Make his praise glorious. Oh, that men would praise the Lord, the scripture said, for his glorious works. Say unto God, how awesome art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall your enemies submit themselves unto you. All the earth shall worship you and shall sing unto you. They shall sing to thy name. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study, the book of Psalms, on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 62 through 66 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of The Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you, bless you. We praise the Lord for His goodness to us, the opportunity of just growing in our walk and in our fellowship. And may you be enriched this week as the love of Christ works in your life and works through your life. And let your light so shine before men that when they see your good works, they'll glorify your Father, which is in heaven. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. 
Come study the Bible with Pastor Chuck Smith as he teaches from Genesis through Revelation on a digitally remastered audio edition of Pastor Chuck's Bible Commentary. That's over 600 audio MP3 files of Pastor Chuck teaching through the entire Bible, all on a 16-gig reusable flash drive. Now you can easily listen to Pastor Chuck's Bible Commentaries when you insert this key into your computer. Then you can transfer all of these audio Bible studies to a smartphone or any other listening device to learn and study God's Word on the go. And not only that, you can reuse this flash drive that easily fits onto any keyring for even more mobility at a fraction of the cost. What a great way to study and learn God's Word. For more information, please call the Word for today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.